This is the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup presented to you by High Five Tom and in conjunction with VFTR 2.0, all part of the amazing family of... Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey, high flyers and high fivers. Real quick, I want to do a real quick preamble here. Uh, so I have my good friend here, as you can see in the notes, uh, the revolutionary Bill Williams. As we continue our trip throughout the Midwest, Bill is definitely one of my favorites coming out of the Minnesota area. So I was honored and flattered that he joined me. So I hope everyone enjoys this great conversation. And uh, make sure you're following Bill on all the links here in the show notes and everything. But uh, yeah, tune in, tune out, hit that private button, and enjoy this great conversation with the revolutionary Bill Williams. Williams. Well, what up, high fivers? What up, high flyers? Your boy, high five, Tom. And as we continue our travels uh, through the Midwest, I've got my uh, my favorite Minnesota wrestler here, Mister the Revolutionary Bill Williams. Bill, how are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing good, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Very cool to be making my debut on the Midwest Roundup here. Yeah, as, yeah, a, as a Midwest wrestler myself. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of fits. So, and like I said, when I started, uh, like we talked about in pre-production, you know, I mentioned this on uh, on other ones. Like I said trying to go through each state, and like I said, when I thought of Minnesota, I'm like, you were very, you were the top of my list. Appreciate it, so, man. Yeah, so I was like, I, I'm I'm a big fan. I haven't seen you as much as I like, but hopefully that does change here in the near future. Uh, but we'll get into that. But uh, you know, so how does uh how does Bill Williams start off in wrestling? Like I said, were you a fan as a kid? Or kind of what's your origin story? Yeah, I mean, I think my origin story is the same as a lot of people's. Uh, you know, when you when you woke up early in the late eighties, early nineties on a Saturday morning, wrestling was one of the shows that was often on TV, and for whatever reason, that attracted my attention. So I remember, you know, sitting on my living room floor and watching. Breath the Hitman Heart and the Ultimate Warrior and Earthquake and Typhoon and the Million Dollar Man and Mr. Perfect, who we were talking about pre-show. And yeah. that was kind of my start. And then got into middle school at the perfect time for the Monday Night Wars. I always yeah. kind of lament. I mean, I loved being a WCW guy. Very much <laughs> was into the NWO, particularly the NWO Wolfpack. Went to Nitro when I was in sixth grade. So that was all sick. But uh I was so into WCW that I missed out on a lot of the WWF Attitude Era heyday. But yeah, I mean, that was a great time to be a wrestling fan. Kind of got away from in high school, but once I got back into my 20s, kind of started watching it again and also started to go to some independent wrestling shows. And my first time, I'll I'll never forget, um, at Wrestlepalooza, first wrestling, downtown Minneapolis, First Avenue. Um, when I went to that that show, that's kind of where I had my moment where I'm like, I want to do this. This is this is freaking cool. And, you know, yeah. um, that's se- several years later I was training. So, yeah. And yeah, first wrestling is definitely um, on my list. I have not made it up there for a couple of those shows. But do you remember any idea who was on that card? Gosh. Um, so. It's funny because I bet there were people who I know now who I don't remember from then because there was a bit of a gap between when I went to some of those shows and when I actually started training. But I know for sure Eric Cannon was there. I know for sure Darren Corbin was there. I remember Rob Page being one of the referees. 
Um, the hefty heartthrob Cody Rice, who I don't think is working anymore, but I was a big mark for him back in the yeah. day. Um, Venom was a guy who, again, doesn't work much anymore, but he was working a lot back in the day. And I remember um, being in the crowd for a couple of his matches. So those were some of the people. And I'm sure there's others that I'm missing, too. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that that first so they run that first Avenue Club that's actually pretty famous by you. Unfortunately, pardon my Wisconsin ignorance, but that's kind of like a like a legendary spot, right? It's a very legendary spot, and it's unofficial. Although um, all the all the evidence seems to hold up that First Wrestling has sold out First Avenue more than any other recording artist or. Uh, show or promotion that that venue entertains i think there are like 20 sellouts or something like that um that's more than prince and that's kind of one of the places where prince built built his legend up here in the twin cities and yeah i mean if you haven't been to a wrestlepalooza i'm telling you tom i can already tell you the date for the next one it's father's day in june be on the lookout for those tickets because it is one of the sickest independent wrestling experiences that that you can get not okay. just in the Midwest, um, but I'd, I'd venture to say pretty much anywhere. Father's Day, huh? Yeah, Father's Day. It's their pride show. Okay. So it'll be pretty sick. They just right. got done doing one in January. It was a doubleheader Saturday and Sunday. Um, this will just be one night. It's it's a yeah Father's Day Sunday show. I think it's June 16th or something like that. Okay, um, yeah, count me in. I will definitely I will try and bring a posse up. And then, um, it's, it's middle of the month, so I don't have any uh, dedicated um, – as long I get, because AEW thinks running, yeah, because that's usually they'll probably be on a Saturday show, right? It's a Sunday. It's oh, Father's Sunday, Day. even better. It's a Sunday. Oh, yeah, so it's, yeah. Oh, so it's on Father's Day. Father's uh-huh. Day. On Father's Day, and it will for sure sell out. So yeah, anybody, anybody listening to this who's that sounds like something they they might want to go to, make sure you follow First Wrestling on social media, and when those tickets go on sale, don't lollygag because it's gonna sell out and it's gonna be a hot show. Okay. Tell you that right now without knowing a single person on the card. So that's awesome. Well, count me in. Um, I mean, I'll see you before then, but uh, for sure. So, so speaking of mini, uh, the Minneapolis area and WCW, were you at that first Nitro at the Mall of America? Oh, I was not. So that was 1993, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Little... Yeah. 1993. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have been seven. But yeah, okay. I was not there. Um, I don't necessarily recall watching it. But I mean, that would have been in my era of... I remember watching... WWF was more my promotion when I was a kid. But yeah, I remember watching, you know, some occasional WCW matches. A lot of like the Cruiserweight division and stuff like that. Yeah. TNT. Good old TNT. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of uh, my personal favorite wrestler of all time, and I just picked up one of his autobiographies, and a friend of ours uh, just currently met him. But have you had a chance to meet Brett the Hitman Hart yet? No, he was just in town for a show here this weekend, but the, he yeah. was my favorite wrestler growing up. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be cool to meet him, but I haven't got a chance to meet him as of yet. Yeah, I, I so I got my actually my first show back to wrestling was um ACW out of Oshkosh here in Wisconsin, uh Hornswoggle's promotion. Okay. Uh, but yeah, with the first person I got to meet was it was Brett the Hitman Hart. And honestly, I don't get starstruck very often. But I was like, wow. That I mean, I'm like that that he's right there. I was like, holy shit. So yeah, yeah, that that one would rattle me a bit too, I think, just because he was I mean, I had all the Bret Hart stuff when I was a kid. I remember 
uh, first grade, I went to show and tell and I, I had it when it was my week, I had the Brett, the Hitman heart shirt, the Brett, the Hitman heart sunglasses in my room at home. I had the six foot one Brett, the Hitman heart cardboard cutout. So, I mean, he was my guy. I would cry when he lost. He was um, my first favorite wrestler, like my first real favorite wrestler. Like there were a lot of other guys that I liked, um, yeah. but I was I was pretty obsessed with him for a good while. Yeah. Do you read a lot of wrestling autobiographies being in the business? <sighs> in the matter? Not really. You know, that's actually one part of my my game I really need to work on because I actually have people all the time who aren't even in the business who are always coming up and want to talk to me about like the different documentaries that are on TV, you know, dark side of the ring and all the different yeah. stuff that's came out on the WWE network and a and E and all that. But I just, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm, I'm lucky if I can get raw and SmackDown in, in a given week, let alone, you know, some of the stuff about the history and whatnot, but, but it's something that I'd like to know more about. I just got to find the time to do it. Yeah, I've heard that book's really good, but the one I can totally, I always recommend to people, it's still one of the best bi- autobiographies I've ever read in general. Is um, if you ever get to read Chance McFoley's Have a Nice Day. Yeah, I remember that being a pretty big, I think it was like New York Times number one bestseller or something when it came out, wasn't it? I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was it was huge. And I was like, and you kind of look at it like, I'm like, eh, what's he going to have to say? A lot of that, but I finally read it a couple of years ago and it's it's spectacular. Yeah. And he's an interesting guy. Like he's, he's a guy who I just, I think he's well-spoken and I think he's yeah. interesting beyond his, his wrestling career. And and those are the kind of characters that I don't know if I was going to sit down and read an autobiography, that's the kind of guy I'd want to read about. Yeah. And I've only met him a handful of times, but I mean, it seems like a very genuine actual human being that too. You know, so it's tough to not to root for a guy, but like I always use the example is that he was writing the book um, during um, when the Owen Hart incident happened. So he stopped writing the book for like a little bit and did a little blurb. Like, I'll get back to this, obviously, but this literally just happened. So it really gave it a real good sense of like realness. Uh, But it's one of those books you can tell he wrote. Yeah. Which is awesome. Because sometimes you get those books, like I said. Uh um, Clearly a ghostwriter. Yeah. So I can, I can, I would definitely recommend that. But, uh, so, um, listen, you go to first wrestling and there's kind of a gap, but where did you start training then? So I started training at the Academy School of Professional Wrestling. So the same origin story as a lot of the, the big names on the local scene up here now. Um, yeah. They're still putting out wrestlers. I haven't I haven't been over there in a minute. Um, but yeah, um, same class as like Dante Martin, although he had already been training before that. Coda Jacobs, JDX. Let's see, I got a picture right up here. Sebastian Taylor, Damon, the 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 humble one, uh, Nick Bierke, uh Free Range Kara. So so yeah, we had a pretty talented group um, that started training together. We were the third class, Class Charlie, and obviously there's a lot mm-hmm. of other big names that started there too. Is that is that Ken Anderson school or no? Yeah, so okay. but I was one of the lucky ones. So Ken is running it solo now, but I was one of the lucky ones who got there early enough to get to have Sean Devari as one of my trainers, to get to have Eric Cannon as one of my trainers. Obviously, Ken was there too. A lot of that fell apart um later on. But yeah, yeah, when we originally started training, we would, you know, if you went to class three times a week you would maybe get a class run by all three of those guys who all kind of see the business and the art form differently. And so I I think that was a big benefit to a lot of us who started out early enough to, to benefit from it. 
Molly Holly was there too. I didn't get to see her quite as much. I don't think I've had a class under her. Yeah. She was also um, one of the four original trainers. Wow. Yeah. And just churning out talent after talent. So it's, it's yeah. all over the Midwest. So Cody mm-hmm. Jacobs, I didn't realize he was from your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know he's overperforming in your neck of the woods a lot of the time. But, yeah, he's uh, from right here in the Twin Cities. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you guys are definitely, like said, you know, a hotbed of, of wrestling. Unless we were talking about in pre-production. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the Ravishing Rick Roods and the, the Mr. Perfects and the, the Nikita Cole office. I know that's a little more my era, but, you know, it's something in the water. You know, yeah, you know, who, who a lot of history thought? up here. Yeah. So after you um you get out of uh, school and everything, so where did you kind of go? Um, kind of spread your wings after that. For you mean when I started working? Yeah. Wrestling. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, first wrestling is is my favorite promotion. Um. I was lucky enough to have some of my first matches. Um. With that promotion, and it's still my favorite promotion to to work for today. But there's a lot of other great promotions up here too. Pro Wrestling Battleground. Uh, you may or may not know that I am the Pro Wrestling Battleground champion. That's all. That. Love the shows at Pro Wrestling Battleground. We got one coming up this Friday in Cottage Grove. Yeah. I'm taking on Brandon Gore, who is about mm-hmm. as popular of a wrestler as in the entire state right now. So, um, you know, he'll be a he'll be a challenging opponent, but. Um, I got, I got some, I got some a good support system at pro yeah. wrestling battleground. So I think uh, that might give me an ACE in the hole if I need it. But yeah. Pro wrestling battleground, as you know, I'm a former two time AWF champion yep. coming up for the Elk river show on February 24th. I'll be there um, in person. I have won the championship at the last two shows. And so we'll see if we can make it three in a row. I don't know if I'll have a championship match yet. I might have to politic my way into one. But but we'll see how that goes. Um, Mitch Paradise, he's kind of a local legend up here. He runs a, a promotion called PCW Paradise City Wrestling. Okay, love yeah. the PCW shows. Always just a super fun party. He's kind of got uh, the southwestern part of the of the metro is kind of his territory, and that's <laughs> okay. actually where I grew up. So like we just did a show in St. Peter a couple weeks ago, and that was a total banger. So definitely love uh, whenever I can get down there for a PCW show. But yeah, those are just some of the promotions. There's other ones too. But yeah, uh, those are probably like uh, my four main ones at the moment. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm really looking forward. We had a blast at the last um, Elk River show. I know it's the big one. Um, obviously it's Tony's. And isn't rumor has it like it's supposedly his last match um, at the coming up at the show. Rumor has it. So I can't, I can't speak to that, but if those are the rumors, then, you know, let yeah. them fly, I guess. So we shall see. But um, how we initially met, it was like I said, was at last year at uh, you know, the Elk River show for AWF. Uh, but yeah, I saw you were selling some merch for a mutual friend, uh, Mr. Ricky Noreen. Um, Ricky um, Noren. Yeah. Yeah. Formerly known as the Renaissance Ricky Noren. Now he is Reverend Ricky Noren. He is taking uh, a bit of a religious turn since him and I parted ways as a tag team. But I'm I'm very impressed with the work he's doing. He's He's a very charismatic and um, very. He's gotten into these these death matches, so he's he's really, you know, he used to operate on a canvas when he was the Renaissance Ricky Norn, and now he's kind of turned his opponents in the, his opponents' bodies into his canvas, yeah. painting with blood and blades and thumbtacks and light bulbs and all that fun stuff. Really, not for me, 
but yeah. uh but Ricky's doing his thing and um it's been pretty cool to watch. Yeah, he's uh he's an interesting character for sure. So it's glad to see hopefully he's making his way down in our neck of the woods and everything. So um yeah, so besides you got AWF and then first wrestling. So is that any other shows you got coming up? Let's see, coming up. So we got yeah, we got the battleground show this weekend. We got the AWF show the weekend after that. Um, then we got a, a PCW show coming up in Montgomery in early March. I think the next day we're at the Uptown VFW for first wrestling. Okay. So that's all within the next month here. So, yeah, me and you were talking before the the podcast here that it's kind of like the slow season for wrestling. But even during the slow season, you know, that's that's four shows coming up just in the next month. So, um, yeah, thanks, plenty thanks. of opportunities to check stuff out if you're a independent wrestling fan and you know the Twin Cities area. Yeah, for sure. So I am uh, I am super stoked. So, um, but and you were telling me a little bit of a story. So obviously, uh, for those that don't know, listen, um, you know you do have a, a day job for right now. Um, but you had a rather interesting experience a couple uh, last April, huh? Yeah, uh, first wrestling. Um, we put on a Ranger Rumble, the Ranger Rumble. At my high school, my high school that I teach at is Forest Lake High School, about 30 minutes uh, north of Minneapolis and St. Paul up here in Minnesota. And I teach there. And another fun little thing about it is that is the high school that a young Eric Cannon graduated from several mm-hmm. decades ago. And so we partnered together and um, First Wrestling put on a show and it was just a really good time. The school showed up. The community showed up. It was a very fun experience for me and special experience, obviously. But um, what was the most special thing about it is all the the wrestlers and the students and the staff and the community members that showed up seemed to have a really good time, too. And so it was really fun to bring my two worlds together like that and and have it all come together so, so pleasantly. Yeah. So did you come to Eric or did Eric come to you or you guys kind of were talking in the locker room when they say, hey, let's let's do the show. I forget how we made the connection. If it was he found out that I taught there, I found out that he was a student there. But I mean, we made that connection super early um, when I was training at the academy. And I remember that he shared with me that one of his his kind of bucket list items was he wanted to put a show on at his old high school. So that was always something that was on my radar it took us some years to make the make it come together for the timing to be right but last year it was right and it was fantastic that is awesome so and listen you know obviously for people that they see wrestling it's just basically you know they see it on tv and you know see the big stadiums and everything but those high school shows i mean listen but like you said the community comes together and a lot of those people probably don't see wrestling you know very often um, that that was the best part about it because first wrestling's got some really loyal and rabid fans that are just awesome and of course many of them showed up um and 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 they obviously know wrestling but the vast majority of the people who were there are people who really don't watch wrestling or maybe they watch the wwe or aew occasionally but they don't go to independent wrestling shows so to have an independent wrestling show kind of in their backyard um and, and for it to be just such a new and unique experience for so many of them is one of the things that made it most fun. I mean, they just ate up everything that went on <laughs> in that ring. Some of the stuff that, you know, might just be old hat for your regular wrestling fan was brand spanking new to the vast majority of the people in attendance. And that was one of the things that made it so fun. 
Yeah, because I mean, we really kind of experienced, and I've been to a couple of high school shows um, previously, but yeah, last year, you know, that AWF show, because obviously that's a that's a homecoming for Tony and everything, and um, yeah, crowd was into it. It was like, it was a lot. I mean, obviously we're coming back, you know, it's a, a five, six hour drive, um, well worth it. You know, we had a blast, so I'm really kind of looking forward to it. So it's just kind of fun, you know, those, those community shows, you know, you can kind of, and who knows, maybe a couple of those kids will, you know, you will see in 10, 15 years you know, in a training class. So I love wrestling fans and I love a lot of the venues that we get to perform at repeatedly month after month or quarterly or whatever, that those are fun in their own way. But man, um, nothing is, is more fun or is at least it's very hard to beat when you go to a show that is filled with, with people who don't get to see professional wrestling all the time yeah. and you get to put on, put on a show for them. Um, and they they just yeah haven't seen a whole lot like it before, so it's all new and fun and exciting. And those are the shows that I'm usually the most amped to, amped to perform at. Yeah, I bet you that was a lot of fun to uh, the following Monday morning. You know, oh yeah, when, when I mean, <laughs> the most fun part was uh, honestly the the thing that was the coolest out of all of it was to listen to some of my students and um, colleagues. Talk about the other professional wrestlers that were on the show. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. That whether they liked, you know, Super Thunder Frog or Shane Black or Connor Hopkins or Devon Monroe. A lot of the a lot of the girls, the, the big argument was <laughs> either you were on team Connor Hopkins or team Shane Black. Um it was one or the other, or or I guess both. But but yeah, like listening to the kids talk about some of the some of my my other colleagues in the yeah. hallways in the classrooms and stuff like that was really enjoyable for a while there. That that's awesome. Um, and real quick before we pull a uh, pull a train in the station, I'm kind of a, a mark for for venues and stuff like that. Um, obviously that show is is gonna be tops on your list. But do you have a a venue or two um off the top of your head that you really really enjoy? Um, I already mentioned First Avenue, but I mean right. First Wrestling. One of the things that's really cool about um their summer schedules, they do a lot of brewery shows. Okay. So like Bauhaus um, Brewery, they just announced the date for our sixth um, annual Blood, Sweat, and Beer show at uh, Bauhaus Brewery, which is my favorite brewery in the Twin Cities. Another brewery that I like a lot, Prize, is is a really fun venue to do shows okay. at. We've been doing one of those for the last few summers. Um, we went down to Iowa with First Wrestling last year. And God, and you're putting me on the spot now. There were two breweries one in Decorah, Iowa, and one in Des Moines, Iowa, and they were both freaking great, and now I can't remember the name of them. Um, but if you look up the brewery in, in Decorah, Iowa, and the, and the breweries in Des Moines, you could probably narrow it down pretty quick. But I really hope we get to do that again, because both those shows were super fun. That That's all. And it's, like, I don't know if it's, if I, I missed something or something, or if it's something kind of born out of the pandemic, but it seems like Brewery shows are like really starting to pop off. Oh, they're great. Like, um, I don't know if that was a thing, and you know, because I mean, I was in the re live wrestling for a year and a half before the world flipped upside down. Um, but yeah, it seems like breweries all over the place are. I mean, it's it it fits. Oh yeah, I mean they they serve alcohol, which is a bonus for one, 
And for two, you think about the space that most of these breweries have and need. Usually they have a patio and or they have a big indoor space because they got the big vats for brewing beer. So they got the high ceilings in the open space. So it's usually a space that fits a wrestling ring and a lot of people around it. So, yeah, it's just a really good marriage. And I'm glad that we have a bunch of breweries up here in the Twin Cities and in other places, too, that are you know willing to bring professional wrestling in. And, and it's yeah, it's just a very mutually rewarding experience i think because a lot of people that show up at those shows a lot of rabid wrestling fans but also depending on you know whether what what community um, patronizes this brewery you do get a lot of people again who maybe don't go to a whole bunch of um for professional wrestling shows but will show up to a show at their favorite brewery and have a hell of a time yeah and it listen and watching on tv as a fan too like the aesthetic is is always awesome so yeah, that's really cool. And um, well, speaking of breweries here, before we wrap it up, um, if I go to the Bauhaus Brewery, um, what beer should I drink that's non-IPA? Uh, Wonder Stuff is an award-winning Pilsner. Okay. And it's just fantastic. Very drinkable. Um, Actually, all their beers, even, their, even some of their hoppier beers, they got one that's called the Lounge Wizard. It's a, uh, it's a juicy pale ale. Okay. And so it is hoppy in flavor, but it's not, it's, it's only like, you know, 5.2% alcohol. So you can have a couple of them, but yeah, if you don't like the hops, they, they make a lot of, they've got a Hellas lager, which I think is called, um, God, what is it called? It's a Hellas lager though. It's super light, okay. super drinkable. They got Bauhaus sport. That's another one that is a super light beer. And, and so, yeah, they very much try to make beers for, um, the non, um beer snob crowd okay yeah so yeah i mean being from wisconsin obviously i like my shitty beers um i mean i was drinking miller gin and drafts until seven years old yeah. so they make yeah. good shitty beers i think is is what they would tell okay. you okay yeah that's that's right up my alley so. yeah they they very much want to have a selection of beers for the dude who shows up with his hipster doofus kid and has drank nothing but miller lights his whole life and so, yeah, they, they, they'll give you a Bauhaus Sport or a Hellas Lager or a Pilsner. And usually that's going to be something that, you know, the lifelong Miller Lite drinker can handle. Okay, fair enough. I have to rem- remember that. So, um, well, uh, Bill, thank you so much. Like I said, I'm sorry this took so long. It's 100% on me. I know we've been talking about this for a while, but um, it's my honor. Um, it was great to talk to you, like, you know, quote, unquote, face-to-face, um, yeah. even though we're, you know, 300 miles away. Uh, but um, your merch game. So where can people buy T-shirts from you? And yeah. other sorted merch. Well, I've got a. Uh, you know, I'm on social media like most of us. So I'm on Insta and X, formerly known as Twitter. The tag is at Big Cat Bill Will, and then you can find me as the Revolutionary Bill Williams on Facebook. And I've usually got my my merch link close to the top of the page somewhere. Okay pinned on twitter pinned on on instagram so if anybody's interested and obviously you know the place where i'd I'd most like to sell somebody a t-shirt or a hat or whatever is at a live show and that's where i i post upcoming events and stuff like that too so uh yeah if if you want to give me a follow that's where you can find me Perfect. Yeah. And you can check the show notes. I will get all Bill's links on there. So all I got to do is click on the little button in the show notes and follow a uh, great follow um, in more ways than one. But uh, yeah, Bill, thanks again, my friend. I will see you in about uh, 10, 12 days. So in the real sounds, life. Sounds good, Tom. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you. Peace out. 
Once again, a big thank you to uh, the revolutionary Bill Williams. So make sure you're checking him out on all the great links here in the show notes. Unless um, he is coming up at Pro Wrestling Battleground uh, this Friday, February 16th. Also, he's got um, some action coming up on February 24th at AWF in uh, Elk River, Minnesota. But yeah, thanks again, Bill. I appreciate you coming on. Unless I hopefully this is just the first of uh, many conversations. And uh, let's yeah, let's get uh, let's get Bill booked out here in uh, the Wisconsin. Illinois, Chicago area, and uh, you know, spread the love that is Bill Williams. So I hope everyone enjoyed, and I will talk to everybody later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.